hello, and thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. I am your host, Sharon Feckety. I am the Dr. Whisperer, and I am so happy that you chose this podcast to listen to when there are so many choices out there. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider writing a review or typing one, shall I say, and sharing it with somebody who might benefit or enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the first show of 2022 of The Dr. Whisperer. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and I will continue throughout this podcast show to take one month, one episode per month and talk about the things that I believe are relevant in the business of medicine, and hopefully they will land for you and you will get value out of it because that is what the show is all about, bring you value. So over the years, and this show has been in existence, which is hard to believe since 2018, um, I've interviewed many doctors, many therapists, many psychiatrists, many surgeons, many healers, and we're going on another journey through 2022. I was going to change this background. If you are watching the show and not just listening to it, I have the same background as I had last year. I do have the new background on the floor right now that I was going to hang up, but you know, I don't stress out about small stuff anymore. Have you gotten to that place where you just don't stress out about the small stuff anymore? I mean, don't sweat the small stuff. That saying has been around forever, but I think it is pretty, 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 pretty valid. I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm lately. So if you are a fan of that show, you will understand that last reference. So Today, I'm here to talk to you about hospitality and healthcare. Now, a few years ago, I think it might have been 2016, I designed a course called the Front Office Ambassador Course. And I thought it was so amazing. And this was going to be the thing that really catapulted the Dr. Whisperer into a new galaxy. Well, it turns out if I don't take my own advice that I give to people, which is you have to promote things a lot in order for them to take off, then, you know, it's just not going to fly. So I had a lot of people buy the course when I was promoting it. I was going all these local shows and I was talking about it a lot and people were buying it from Alaska and North Carolina and New York and Chicago. It was very exciting. And I, I charged $99. So it was really nice. You know, that phrase of make money in your sleep while well, I was making money in my sleep. It wasn't a lot of money, but there was still money coming in and I was sleeping. So what I really, really believe is that my course regarding hospitality and healthcare, because front office ambassador, forget it. Like it is not even just about the front office person. And I thought maybe calling that person the ambassador would make them feel better about the position that they were in. But the truth be told It really is all about whoever is running the practice, running the business. And it's not just the front office person. It's the person in the referrals. It's the person that is um, doing the billing. It's the person taking the patient back to the doctor. It could be the medical assistant. It could be the nurse. It could be the nurse practitioner. And you know what? There's a lot of doctors out there that really could use some hospitality and healthcare training. Wouldn't you think? Or don't you agree? (laughs) 
So, you know, we're all coming off some time off, right? Don't expect my mouth to actually work today. Like the words formulating and coming out is a miracle because I have not had a business conversation in quite a few days. So, you know, hospitality and healthcare to me has just been, it's been so vital and so important um, with all of the practices that I have coached and restructured and run even before I opened my own business eight years ago. Um, I think that people being kind and being generous and being sweet and caring and soft-spoken and all of that actually matters when somebody calls into the front office and when somebody is greeted at the front office and throughout their entire experience, it really should be pleasant. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot to ask, right? But man, oh man, if there is one thing that I get the most complaints about is how they're treated, how a patient is treated. So this show, this business of mine, The Doctor Whisperer, where I consult for doctors, you know, it's really to help the patients. (laughs) At the end of the day, my goal is to help the experience of patient care. And when I get in with a practice, I want to know what the issues are. I want to know what the pain points are. And a lot of it has to do with turnover and, you know, just not having the right staff. And, and there's usually something behind that, you know, it's usually not just everybody that comes in sucks. It's usually like who is doing the hiring and have the, has the person that's doing the hiring ever been trained on hiring? Um, Or are they now the manager because they were sitting at the front desk at one time or worse, are they married to the physician? I mean, I'm, you know, me, if you've listened to the show before, I don't pull any punches. I'm very blunt. And this is my experience for 20 plus years in the industry. There are a lot of wives running practices or managing practices. I've never thought it was a good idea. Sometimes it works. But when it comes to the staff, it's very difficult for the staff to trust the spouse of the boss because they're both the boss. Anyway, that's a whole separate show, maybe for another time this year. (laughs) So I even wrote a chapter um, in a book I was writing with a doctor called Nepotism in the Workplace because it's it's not a great idea. Um, Okay, so getting back to this hospitality and healthcare. So my course had a lot of information about like the mission and the mindset and what are the best practices for front office and sharpening the interpersonal skills and providing superior service and developing a compassionate mindset. That that's really what I focus on first when I am training on hospitality and healthcare. Um, But now that I do it virtually and I do it live, you know, it's hard to do anything live anymore fully. There's a lot of hybrid models out there. I'm doing um, a hospitality and healthcare training for a group in New York City um, this month. And before I do that, I always want to talk to management because I want to find out what the issues are within the organization. Most people aren't reaching out to me because they're just thrilled at everything that's going on. Usually there's an issue with turnover or there's an issue with hiring and there's an issue with, you know, people that are answering the phone that are short with the patients or there's a a whole plethora of things that happen 
So I always think it's very important that people understand how mission and mindset and, and why we're talking about this, not like, okay, everybody, like we're going to have this training session and you're going to listen to me talk at you. No, 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 and no. It has to be interactive. It has to be understood that the patient experience is just the most important thing. It really is. And I don't, I know, I was going to say, I don't think, but I know for a fact that not enough attention is put on this very, very important detail. So I like to talk to who was ever running the practice prior to have an idea of what's happening. And then now when I'm doing the training, I have an idea of what some of the issues are so I can address them without pinpointing one person, but I could make it more like the situation, like I can come up with a scenario and how we can handle that. And I do, I like to have the staff get involved. Um, I like to tell them why we're doing it. I like to tell them about um, examples that I've had through the years. And I also like the management and the doctors to understand why I'm doing it why the person that they're hiring to answer the phone, to greet somebody up front, to just talk to a patient in general, really needs to be a certain kind of human being, a nice one. Now, again, it all seems very simple, but I promise you there's not enough attention being paid to this very important detail that whoever is the introduction to your business and your practice is actually one of the most important. So I think it is this like, oh, we'll get somebody that's worked up front in a doctor's office that has experience, that knows how to answer the phone, that knows how to use the computer. I don't know, that knows how to use electronic health records. Actually, all of that stuff is so secondary to me because all of that can be taught. You can't teach somebody empathy. You can't teach somebody self-awareness. You can't teach somebody kindness. You got to hire that. So when I get to have that conversation with management prior to doing this training, it, it puts that in their mind too, that, well, well, maybe we didn't hire the right people. Maybe we were focusing more on the experience that they had working in medicine. And then you can ask any doctor that I've worked with over the years. I'm like, why don't you try paying more attention to your favorite waiter or waitress at a restaurant? Are they super friendly? Do you like really love them and wish you had somebody like that at your front office in your medical practice? You can, you can. I actually prefer to hire people that don't have experience in medicine. I prefer to hire people that have an upbeat personality, that are loyal, that are spunky, that really like interacting with other human beings, that look up when somebody walks in the door. I mean, those are the things that I'm going for. So mission and mindset is always the first thing that I talk about. And then I talk about the image, right? I mean, the traits of an effective front office personnel is just, it's so important to the flow um, and the importance of first impressions. So as uncomfortable sometimes as it might be to have that conversation about somebody sitting up front with their cleavage hanging out, yeah, I said it. That's the conversation for management to have. You know, if you are of the mindset that you want somebody dressed in a uniform and they keep showing up in regular clothes, you have to have that conversation because how you present is how you are perceived. 
So um, optimizing the appearance of not only the person that is working up front, but the entire reception area. And, you know, uh, it is 2022 now, and I still can't believe that there's like silk plants in waiting rooms, which is just an abundance of dust. Just like, let's, have we not heard enough about how important airflow is today and quality airflow? Well, get rid of those things. Get rid of those old magazines. Nobody is actually reading the magazines. They're playing on their phone. So, you know, you have to really be like aware of what is going on in culture, even in your medical reception office, right? Like you have to be aware that having a sign that says, put your cell phones away, unless when you're going into the back or silencing them is one thing, but everybody's going to be on their phone. That's people, that's what people do. That's our source of entertainment today. So anyway, make sure that you are focused on the image of your practice. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I work with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. And then um, I like to talk about um, the telephone. Oh, Lord, the telephone. So perfect example. I am scheduling my dog, my Charlie Brown, to have a mass removed. So I took him to the doctor this morning. I took him to our favorite vet down the street. And then she said, call the surgeon. I call the surgeon and I get this voicemail. That's, you know, not bad. It's pretty to the point. Says that, you know, they're really busy, but if you would like to hold, just press one. And then you get the same message over and over again. Now, if you press two and you leave a voicemail, it says very clearly, like pretty much don't expect a phone call back today. You'll probably get it back tomorrow or you're going to get it back when it's not convenient for you because like we're going to call, they're probably going to call in the middle of this podcast. That's what I'm, you know, dreading, but that's usually how it goes. And I'm looking at my phone, it's the phone ringing. It's not them. So I think, you know, it's so antiquated now to do all of this press one, press two, press three, like really try, try your best to stand out. Like if, if the voicemail started with, thank you for calling. And yes, you have reached an auto attendant. I know you're not excited about it. Like be more Southwest airlines, you know, bring a little humanness into it, bring a little humor into it. Everybody calls a doctor's office and it's just like, can I, can I not call? Can I go online and book my appointment? Do I have to talk to this human that is so annoyed at me just calling? Because that's what it sounds like. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's really what it's like. 
And if you don't believe that about your practice and you think that you have all the best people answering the phones, because when you see them in the morning, they're like, hi, doctor. Hi, doctor. So good to see you. Do you really think that's how they are when they answer your phone, when you're paying them $11 an hour? I'm sorry to be the first one to tell you, but they are not. It sounds a little something like this. Hello, doctor's office. Yeah, uh, no, we don't have an appointment available till tomorrow. All right, maybe they don't have that Long Island or maybe even Brooklyn accent, but you get the point. The phone is actually the most important tool because most people are going to Google, number one, looking you up, reading your reviews, hoping to God that they can just schedule the appointment online. Like that's what I'm hoping. Now I'm 49. So um, if I'm 70, I'm going to probably want that phone call. I'm not going to want to use technology because I'm not real good at it, you know, but most people want to schedule online. So we hope that you're getting your online scheduling going. There's a ZocDoc, like there's a whole bunch of companies out there that make it super easy for scheduling online. It's actually very good and good for your SEO, but that's another, another freaking episode because there's too much to say about that. And I do love me some ZocDoc and I should have them on this podcast and maybe I will this year. Um, the value of the telephone, it is you, the introduction to your practice. Like whoever is saying hello, you want them to be friendly. And I, I'm going to just say it like 90% of people that are on the phones are just not good. They're not, they're horrible. So I would rather somebody that, you know, um, was a concierge at Ritz Carlton than some shlomo that hates answering the phone because they hate humans. You know, you really have to know who you're hiring. Um, You have to know how to manage a new patient call versus a follow-up call. You have to kind of, it has to be fast. You got to know, be a little suave and learn how to get people off the phone when they're just going on and on and on, giving them choices. Like instead of saying, when do you want to come in? Say, I have Tuesday at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., which is best for you. People like to be told what to do. Don't give them too many choices. You know, like when you go to the diner and the menu is like 19 pages and you're like, oh my God, there's so many choices. Yeah, don't give them that many choices. Don't give them that many choices. All right, so the phone is really a super important uh, tool and I do go through the phone a lot because I believe that the phone is very important. And then um, some troubleshooting techniques I always go through like, like people. Oh my God. Like I went to the doctor the other day. Mm. I would love to put them out on blast, but I'm not going to for my own, um, well check. And the two girls that were sitting behind the desk, which is perfect for this course, you know, um, one was showing another one, um, videos of her kid at Christmas, you know, it's the new year and everybody has these great videos of their kids, but I, the human, the patient was walking in and I just stood right in front of them. And I just waited for them to be done showing the video. And then she said, take this form, sit down, fill it out. We'll call you in a minute. (laughs) And I do what I always do. And I said, good morning. How are you today? And she said, oh, good morning. And then I sat down and just thought, oh my God, like if I did not love this doctor, there's no way in hell I would ever come back to this practice. That is the truth. But some people don't even have the patience for that. They would see something like that. See, I already know. I already know that most practices that I'm going to, that's the experience I'm going to have, unfortunately. 
somebody that doesn't give a shit that I'm there, somebody that's going to show a video to their coworker, someone who's going to like throw a clipboard at me and tell me to have a seat, not even like a greeting, not even a hello, not even a smile. I mean, Jesus, it was the holidays. I have to take a breath. Do you understand people why I created this course? Because <laughs> it is the death of me. And I know how much it's affecting these medical practices and nobody seems to care. Okay, I digress. So anywho, then I go back up with my completed paperwork and she says to me, because she must have realized what a jerk she sounded like a few minutes ago. She said, how are you? And I said, well, I'm actually doing amazing. Thank you for asking. And she said, wow, most people don't ever say they're doing amazing. I said, wow. It's nice when you're asked. And really, that's how, you know, it it should start with like, hi, how are you? Like people want to be asked. People love to talk. And I know you're not asking because you don't care. You don't want people around you. But guess what? You're working up front. And part of your job is to be nice. I swear I should. I'm going to text that doctor later today and tell her about this experience because she needs to know. They need to know. Sometimes I get so jaded. I'm like, well, they're not paying me. So just not even going to bother. Like you, like you don't even think this is important. So I'm just not even going to bother, but really it's bad. And then my experience with the doctor is always great. My experience with the medical assistant was really great too. She told me she liked my sneakers. I appreciated that. Just got to have people that know how to like be friendly and like, you got to stop showing that video to your friend at the front desk when a patient is standing there. Like you're getting paid to, to talk to me, the patient. Okay. So make sure that the forms look good. You know, it's hard to believe I'll, I can go into a doctor's office today and that the forms like have the, the line going through them because they, um, you know, they copied them so many times and they just look like crap. You should have a new patient checklist of like questions that you should ask them. Like, where did you get referred from? It matters because then the person that spends the money on marketing feels better knowing that patients are coming in from the marketing efforts or the doctors that are referring patients. It's important that people are acknowledging those referrals. That's how you run a medical practice. It's, um, it's a lot people, but Hospitality and healthcare should be at the top priority for everybody, especially in the world we are living in now. I don't care if you're doing teletherapy, telepsychiatry, telehealth, it doesn't matter to me. The experience that the patient has needs to be better because I get tired of people texting me and telling me they went to the doctor that I referred And the front office person was so mean that they're never going back. And I have gotten that many, many, many times. So that's why, you know, these are, this is when there's a problem in business, an entrepreneur goes and tries to like provide a solution. And that's what I tried to do. But now I realize the only way I can feel good about this course that I created is to do it in person or to do it virtually. I prefer to do it in person, but you know, the pandemic I'm not flying to New York right now. It's not a great idea for any of us. So even though I'm vaccinated, it's still not a good idea. And I think that because there's an option to do it virtually is great. 
but like the company that has hired me um, doesn't even know I have this show. So I'm going to say this. The other thing that is like not a great idea, and this is what I'm going to talk to them about when I talk to them before we do this course, is that they're doing it on a Saturday. Now, I don't care about doing uh, working on a Saturday. I have run medical offices for like a long, long time, and my life has never been its own. I've worked at night in the morning. I start my, I coach a doctor in New York at 730 in the morning on Wednesdays. Like it doesn't matter about the day or the time, but the staff does not want to come in or to do any kind of virtual hospitality and healthcare training because it's Saturday and on Saturday day, they're very happy not to be working. So I'm going to say that to them even though they have um, asked me and I have said yes to do that Saturday, it's not something I can say in an email. I have to tell people like, if you want great staff, if you want to exude hospitality and healthcare, then the other side of it is that you have to treat your staff really well. And I don't find working on a Saturday doing training a great idea because the staff is really not going to be excited about it. Nobody has to tell me that. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that. So I hope this was helpful. I hope if you are a manager or a doctor and you're running a practice that you spend more time thinking about hospitality and healthcare. You know, um, there's a reason why you love going to that fancy schmancy hotel and they treat you really well. Like I love the experience of a Ritz Carlton. Don't go all that much because it's a little bit pricey, but when I do, I am so, so happy but I will pay for that kind of experience. And if you have a cash practice and the patient is not getting that kind of experience, then shame on you. Just shame on you. Really? I go to a a Hilton in Clearwater beach and it's a Hilton. I mean, it's like, it's nice, but it's no Ritz Carlton, but I go there specifically because the staff is so nice. And I love that. And they know my name and I like that mean something to me. And I get a discount sometimes on the brunches because I go so much. So that's that. I'm hoping for a less shitty year than the last two. That's all I can really say, because I just want to be real with you. It hasn't been great. You know, it hasn't been great in life, in business, but we're all still here. And I hope that you walk into this year with And understanding that nothing else matters when it comes to the business of medicine than the patient experience. So let's focus on on the patients because uh, they, they they need better and they deserve better. So thank you. And I look forward to bringing you a lot of doctors and healthcare attorneys and people within the business of medicine so you can navigate through it with me. So happy 2022, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout. (laughs) 